Hello, friends. Welcome to All Things Divine. I am your host, Erica Dontello. Happiest Friday to you all. I hope that your day is off to an amazing start. I'm so excited today because it's another bonus episode for Black History. Next week, I will be finishing off my series. And I wish that I could break everything down in my ancestry, but I feel it would take an entire year to do this. So I chose the ancestors that really define my identity and truly explain my Black history. I want to thank everyone for the support of the series. You know, when I started the series, I was unsure how people would react. And I must say that I am overwhelmingly surprised by the support and conversations the series has started. I did get some people who were not fans. And yes, you are correct. I'm speaking to those people right now and just some comments that I saw that I deleted. (laughs) You are correct. It is your absolute American right to unfollow, unsubscribe, whatever. But that's not going to stop me from talking about Black history and my truth, which is the core of American history. I'm sorry, but I'm really not sorry. Now, our community, which is also known as the Divine Tribe, is here to help you feel safe and secure, deeply centered and grounded within your home. Your home is also your mind, body, spirit, soul, and physical environments. You are welcomed, accepted, and honored in our space, and together we will heal and grow our sacred space of home. So with all of that said, let's get started talking about the indigenous. Can we talk about the fact that I'm an ambassador for comfort clothing? I love this brand and I love their slightly weighted tranquil hoodie that helps with anxiety and stress. It is so comfortable and soft And my favorite place to wear it is in the airport because that's when I get the most anxiety. But honestly, it's my go-to hoodie. I love it so much that I got the sweats and I got it in other colors. Now let me drop a little tea. They are having a 60% off sale right now. And I want to give you a little extra off because, you know, you're my friends and we share things. So head over to comfort.com and use my code ERICAD15 to get an additional percentage off your purchase. The details will be in the description. Let's jump right into this. I am primarily indigenous. Indigenous means originating or incurring naturally in a particular place, native, and inhabiting or existing in a land from the earliest times or from before the arrival of colonists. So I am indigenous to what is now the United States of America. To be blunt, I have primarily Indian in me. And no, my ancestors did not come from India. Sorry, but we were here first. Ouch, right? You're just probably listening to this like, girl, what is wrong with you? And I don't mean to say it in a manner that would offend anyone, but it is frustrating because if you listen to my last episode, I talked about my European ancestors being the first of the colonizers. I talked about King Philip's War 
and with the Indians. So this episode was definitely going to include that part of my ancestry. During this episode, you will hear me saying indigenous, Indian, or native Indians. I am talking about the same group of people, and I do this out of habit and also to keep anyone listening um, to understand that I am talking about native Indians. Now, I have native Indian on my mother and father's side. I could talk about many ancestors on both sides, but I want to highlight my third great grandmother, Grandma Lucy. She is on my mother's side. She lived to be over 100 years old. And the interesting thing about Grandma Lucy is that records show that she was 107. But some family members think that she was actually 117 because of what she told them. However, I can only go off of the records that I have before me. But Grandma Lucy was indigenous. I want to repeat that again. She was indigenous. She did not come from Africa. She did not come from India. Her family lived in Kansas and is connected to a family tree that is over in Kansas. However, I tried to get information on what the connection is, and I haven't been able to get that yet. So I'm not sure how long they were in Kansas and why they are connected to this specific tree. Some family members think that Grandma Lucy was Blackfoot, but I traced her to have Cherokee roots. I know that there are Blackfoot Cherokees, and it is speculated that Blackfoot, that a Blackfoot Cherokee refers to a band of Cherokee that had Black ancestry, mostly, or sorry, most likely from the adoption of escaped slaves into their society. This band of Cherokee, however, has no connection to Blackfoot nations. Could that be Grandma Lucy? Possibly, however, I have tracked no African on her side. And it's frustrating because certain family members tell a story of a boat that my grandma referenced, but they don't remember if she said that she came from a boat or if she was talking about her experiencing slavery and talking about how she saw slaves come over from a boat. Now, from my research... I will have to say it could, it could be the latter because, again, I don't show that she was African and the family tree in Kansas has no African in it that I discovered from viewing it. Now, that specific tree in Kansas is so large that I can't even find her on that tree, but I know she's on there because it tells me. And I feel like it should take me right to where they're located and who they're connected to, but it doesn't. And it just irritates my soul. Now, could it be that she was a, she was in Blackfoot nations, Blackfoot Cherokee, or just Cherokee? My research has traced her to being in Cherokee nation. Now her mother, Dilly, was murdered in Kansas and I cannot confirm if it was because of a massacre. I just know that after she was murdered, I know that her father and siblings ran to Texas. They intertwined with other tribes, but those tribes were dismantled. 
So they eventually settled in Southern Texas in a black community. Well, some of them were in the black community. And then she had siblings that were, I guess, light enough to mix with the Europeans that came over, which did cause a divide. Now, Grandma Lucy, she was in the black community and her name changed several times. Now, I don't know how that happened because I only show her to be married one time. I don't know what was going on. I guess she was just reinventing herself and I totally get it. Now, what I know about her is that she never spoke about her true identity until she was much older. I guess she felt it was safe to start telling family members that she was actually indigenous. And my mother, she told stories about an aunt saying that they could hear my grandma Lucy chanting in the room late at night. But when they asked her about it, she would say, oh, I was just talking or I'm fine. She would just, you know, brush it off. She never taught any family members the native tongue. And again, when she was much older, they, that is when they started to hear about just who she really was. Now, my dad, this is so cool. He actually remembers my grandma, Lucy. He talks about her living in a little white house, wearing white, and how she would stand in her garden. He also said that she was insanely fast with running. She ran people down, carried her shotgun. She stayed ready, okay? And it makes me laugh, and then it also kind of makes me sad because, of course, I feel a woman should always protect themselves or know how to, but I wonder if she was afraid of what she experienced in American history. So she carried her shotgun and she stayed ready. The shotgun that she carried, my grandmother um, that has now passed, my grandmother actually got it from her father's house when they cleaned it out. She had it the whole time. And now I believe my mother has it. And I want to see it like whenever I go back to Texas to visit, show me this gun just so that I can see it, even though I really don't like guns, but I would love to see it. But I know that my mother has it because she talks about it. So Grandma Lucy, I love you, although I never met you, but I know you were the most loving, amazing and spirit filled person. I hear it from so many people. And I hope that you are in heaven with all of your loved ones. Well, I'll say all of our loved ones and your most precious jewel, your dog, Wonder. Now, let's move over to my father's side. My father has Aztec, Chacta, and Crow on his side. Yep, he sure does. They all show up. Now, I've seen this debate online where people say that Chakta, although it is a tribe, has fair-skinned people because they are either mixed with European or from India. I'm not here to fact-check that, but if it is true, it does make sense because my father has European on his side, Italian to be exact. Remember, my British and Swiss side, it comes from my mother's. So, I'm not sure... If that is true, 
I don't show any relatives um, connected to the Chakta tribe that came from India. But again, if there's some type of mixture with that, it would make sense to me. But again, I am not saying that that is true or not. I'm just saying that that was an interesting thing that I saw online because it it's I didn't realize how big of a debate it was about this specific tribe. Now, my father, he has Aztec in him, and although it has shown up in my DNA, I simply cannot trace where it comes from. I don't know the tribe or the family member, so I'm bummed about that because I don't know where it's coming from, but you know what? I'm not going to stop searching, so the research will continue. As far as the Crow tribe, yes, one of my father's great-grandfathers was a Crow chief. The Crow tribe is amazing because I'm just so happy to have that as part of my ancestry. Now, I don't have further information because it is just so many documents that I have and I don't have time to go through everything. And as much as I want to prepare for the series, if you heard me or if you listened to the last episode and or if you're hearing this for the first time, there's so many documents that as I am talking on this episode right now, there are more documents coming in. It would literally, I would, well, I would literally have to dedicate eight hours a day for at least two weeks straight to get through all of these documents and to be able to piece together everything. But I wanted to mention my father's side. Although I don't have specifics, I can just, I just know that yes, he did have Chakta, Aztec, and for sure Crow on his side. And I wanted to talk about that. But the core of this episode is to further expand your education on what black history means yes it is segregation segregation like the teacher who felt that it was smart to literally make a whites only and blacks only door at school it is nelson mandela martin luther king jr abraham lincoln's freeing of the slaves oppression black panthers malcolm x i can even name so many black people who created the things that we all use today Hello, I just talked about Julian Abley of Philadelphia last week. But the true black history is also learning that we are the core of American history. Now that might ruffle some feathers and I really don't give a damn because it's true. It's in my ancestry and that's the purpose of this episode and series. Find out your history. I want to thank you again to my new cousins in Europe who helped me with the Peter Ware British episode and thank you to my indigenous cousins who are helping me piece together my indigenous ancestry. It's been so much work but worth it and I love the connection. Now have a great weekend everyone and I will see you on Monday for another wellness episode. Remember, we are renovating our homes, our mind, body, spirit, soul, and physical environments.